Hey, this is Chef Prue. Join me monthly as I share with you stories and recipes for your own self-improvement and for your kitchen from Paradise Earth Resort, my newest venture based on my latest discoveries of Layered Ternary Harmony Story, a new software and CPU layer of our physical universe, which then are engineered into delicious paradise days. I hope you'll subscribe and follow me. Paradise Earth Resort, Episode 2, The Critic's Judgment. Things became stable at the restaurant once I took over as chef. We got into a routine. That dishwasher uh, gal that I uh, told that day that I took over uh, for uh, Chef Rose, and I told her, hey, if I'm gonna learn to cook, you're gonna learn to cook. Well, she took over the kitchen. She ended up being a tremendous uh, talent uh, in the running of that kitchen. In fact, she was the real boss of that restaurant. I focused on the menus, the, the recipes, the purchasing, and the front of the house, managing the front of the house. The menu expanded nicely. We were seeing uh, good culinary success. I was invited to a prestigious international conference in Turin, Italy for, uh, called Slow Foods. Um, I remember feeling like a, like a rock star, like a chef rock star. And I was getting lots of attention, especially from the ladies, a major weakness of mine. I, I could see it now, but I couldn't see it at that time. I was quite broken, actually, from uh, past childhood uh, trauma. I hadn't yet realized it. Um, I was terribly insecure. I didn't notice it at the time. I've only noticed it now that I'm healed from it, because um, that that insecurity was just a part of my every every day. I, I, I really I hadn't noticed it. Um, and it, it came out in me kind of uh, second-guessing things and needing, feeling like I really needed to prove myself to the world. Um, I, was, I was easily captured by anyone giving me attention as well. It just made me really fall in love with that person. I was, it was, felt wonderful to have someone look up to me. Um, and I, I can tell you, I, I was letting it all get to my head. Um, it was feeling really good. I was starting to really feel like a rock star, uh, a little local rising culinary rock star. And um, I remember the relationship that I had, my family uh, at the time, was on thin ice. Um, thanks to all of this brokenness and self-focus, uh, selfishness, that I had, and I hadn't yet really noticed uh, that uh, it, it, it had taken its toll on my family. Well, I remember that that real affinity for people looking up to me. I remember that really uh, coming and uh, and, and nipping, nipping me, teaching me a real lesson, if you will. Um, in the form of a, a beautiful mermaid server, I call her. Mermaid server. 
um, with a weakness for food and wine and for chefs. Very attractive. Um, she, she was really a real mermaid. Even her hair looked like a mermaid. Beautiful and radiant red. Um, a very powerful person. Very powerful woman. Um, uh, uh, like an extreme athlete, if you will. And filled with magic. Real magic. All around her. Sparks, almost, you could see flying through the air. Well, um, we soon were an item. And everything that comes with it came with it. The gossip, the, the total collapse of my family, which was already on thin ice, and a tremendous amount of disharmony uh, inside of the restaurant and, and a general stink, if you will, that I did not smell, that I did not notice. Um, I, I was really just very much enjoying this, uh, this attention. And I, I was all in, li like a little tiny puppy chasing a butterfly that you know, might pop up on the trail. Um, just literally that naive, literally that thoughtless, that in the moment, that selfish. Um, you know, I, I deserved everything that came from it. All of the lessons taught. Um, and, and I suffered tremendously. And many others around me suffered unnecessarily as a result of that, um, uh, victims from that, uh, that, that behavior of mine, which stemmed from, from early childhood, from brokenness that I hadn't yet realized. Um, but, you know, good came out of it. It was through that connection that I got reintroduced to marijuana, at the time recreationally. But that would lead, a couple years later, to my healing, I'm convinced of it, my miraculous healing uh, from this past childhood trauma. I believe that the marijuana was in my background doing this beautiful work of helping my psyche heal itself through higher, higher story. Um, so, you know, while it, it was a terrible uh, experience for me, what came of all of this, I, I consider it actually uh, uh, a learning lesson. It got me here. It got me to the discovery of Laird Ternary Harmony story and Paradise story, which is a very good thing. Well, through all of that, another server that uh, that I had hired at the time, I, I had a I had a real affinity for really special people, eccentric people, powerful people, perhaps each with their own stories and their own. Uh, childhood traumas, but this this server, uh, I'll call him Greek God server, because he looked and acted every bit that Greek God, like a like a marble statue you might see uh, in in Europe um, from those days. Every bit um, the looks, the physical aptitude, and the intelligence. This is a shining star uh, on our planet with a frat, very frat boy personality. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, the funnel into the beer and the parties and whatnot. I mean, fits that age perfectly. Um, well, this young man worked his way all the way up to becoming one of my key servers for the uh, most important dinner shift um, through his hard work. Work hard, play hard is, it was his motto. 
um, nothing but admiration for him even to this day. Um, I, I, was, I was fine with his goofiness, his silliness around the staff and around the customers uh, once things slowed down. Um, it, just, it fit the vibe just fine. But who didn't like it was Mr. Very Serious Restaurant Critic from our local regional paper. He was not impressed at all by Greek Gawk Server's goofiness and fooling around. And he was not impressed at all at his can-do attitude as he helped the kitchen close by taking out the garbage and doing whatnot as he every once in a while would come and check in on his last table that was there well past closing time, having arrived just before closing, uh, a couple um, who, who sat and had a, had a meal there after I had already gone home for the day, for the evening. And um, we didn't know that this was the restaurant critic performing his first review of our precious little gem, which we were so proud of. This, this man is a recognized expert in the area of food and wine. He has reviewed that particular region's absolute finest of restaurants, and he's a big fan of that, that fine dining experience, if you will. French Laundry comes to mind. And um, you could say we were the exact opposites of one another. You can kind of see where this is going. <laughs> well, I, I, I remember vividly that review. I remember that we had no clue we were being reviewed. We were just going happily along our business until one day I got a phone call into the restaurant. It was from the newspaper. They were going to uh, be publishing a review that Sunday and just wanted to confirm a few things. My name, when I opened the restaurant, a few just general things. Well, that's where I re realized we had been reviewed and it would be coming out that Sunday. And I remember just how it felt. And it feels just how it feels when you leave a test that you've taken at school. And now you've got to wait that weekend in the next few days for the results of that test. It's kind of a pit in your stomach and it's kind of a thinking and rethinking all the different things to try kind of think about what you think you might have come out, out at. And that's exactly how it felt, reviewing everything in my head and trying to imagine what, what, what the review was going to come out at. I was expecting a very strong review, if not the top the five stars. That was my hope. I even allowed myself to imagine how that might transform the restaurant and, and my reputation and my life. I was really focused on myself. In fact, the last thing I thought I was was a narcissist because my life had been full of failure. I was a reject kind of from day one. I, I was a victim of the system. How could I be a narcissist? Well, these were lessons that were in the future for me for, to be learned. My demons that followed me 
throughout my career in technology and into this very venture at this moment in my time. Well, that Sunday, I remember, I walked into my favorite little news shop. I bought five copies of the uh, Sunday paper, and not knowing exactly who I was going to give it to, I just, I just knew I wanted several. Sat down at my favorite coffee shop and began reading the, the, uh, the, the article. Um, and uh, some nice pictures, big, big, big titles and whatnot. I don't remember the exact title, but I remember. Started off good. Started off um, with lots of praise of the place, the vibe, how it reminded them of a place in Europe or whatnot. Um, and uh, then th there was a little criticism of the price of the of the Berkshire pork chop, bone-in pork chop, big and thick, beautiful. Um, it would it, it would have required a real understanding how special that heritage breed of pork is, how rare it is, and how delicious that beef is, and how expensive it is uh, to the kitchen. But anyways, continuing on, I read, then it got to the embarrassing part. A detailed description of Greek god servers' goofiness and sanitation violations while helping the kitchen close that night as he checked in with that last table that Mr. Very Serious Critic and his date, um, who did not, was not impressed at all. I remember how I felt, how it felt. It felt a whole, it felt very much like it feels when you're up on stage performing and you've forgotten your lines in front of the audience. And I remember very, very much the, the, the thought of, the feeling of feeling cursed. Why am I so cursed? It was a bad day. It was a bad week, a bad month. Actually, it was a bad several years from that point on. Um, come to think of it, because I, I, I feel like it, it, it didn't get better. And all of this bad stuff that was going on in my life, I didn't realize it yet, but I can realize it now that this was part of my learning so that I would someday discover my self-focus, my flaws of self-focus and how to prune back that ego and self-focus so that I could heal and move forward and become a better person, have a better life. In honor of Tuco's, I'd like to share with you the Tuco's Caesar salad that we used to serve that I loved. I ordered it almost every single day and it was a real favorite of mine. Um, and so um, it begins, I've got my blender here and, and I am going to start with three egg yolks which I will you know I, I sometimes I like to try to time it to where I can use the whites for something else so I don't have to toss them but it isn't always the case sometimes it just 
time-wise doesn't work out. So I've got a blender here and I've got my, it's my third egg yolk. There we go. All right. To that, we are going to add quarter cup of olive oil. Generous quarter cup. I let it overflow a little bit. And the same with some canola oil, quarter cup. And this this dressing is so flavorful already with the uh, garlic and lemon juice. And for those of you that add the anchovy, anchovy, you don't really need to go all in on the uh, olive oil. I like so I like to just do half and half um, to thin the oil down a little bit too. Um, about a teaspoon of salt. Just putting all this into the blender here. Two tablespoons of Dijon. Let's do that right now. We'll call that, we'll call that one. It's cleaning out this. All right, and for the second tablespoon, there we go, that's good. Um, juice of one lemon. Use real lemon, don't use that. Don't use that store-bought stuff. Major difference. Same with the garlic, use real cloves of garlic. Don't use the uh, store-bought, already crushed garlic. Totally different taste. Almost like the difference in taste between, um, oh darn, got a little seed in there. Try not to get the seeds in, but oh well. Um, I'm gonna, the, di the difference between fresh lemon juice and store-bought, already pre-done uh, lemon juice is like the difference between that uh, concentrate of, of uh, orange juice and fresh squeezed orange juice. So we all know what tremendous difference there is in taste between those two. So try to use the real fresh deal whenever possible. Same goes with this, um, with this dressing. The key to this Tuco's Caesar salad is this, first of all, making this dressing from scratch. This is a no mayonnaise dressing. Um, we're, we're doing the, the mayo process ourselves, the emulsification um, with the uh, egg yolk, the, the, the different oils, the garlic and the, uh, and the, uh, the mustard that emulsify this into a really nice, uh, really nice, thick, creamy dressing. So now I'm just put, crushing the garlic into this uh, blender. Two large garlic cloves. We want it nice and garlicky. That's another real part of the 
the Tuco's version of the Caesar salad is extra garlicky, real lemon juice. And a generous third of a cup, about, I just eyeball it, but it's about a third of a cup, a freshly grated real Parmesan cheese, the good stuff. We're talking, this thing costs about 20 bucks a pound, but it's, it's worth every bit. Um, makes a giant difference to the dressing, to the salads, to anything, to your pastas, that real Parmesan cheese. That's, that's one place you don't want to try to skimp on. All right. Um, that's it. This would be the point where you would add 10, maybe even 15 anchovy fillets if that was for you. I like to do it without the anchovies so that those that don't like anchovies can also enjoy it. got mm, nice and garlicky I've already got here in a bowl some nice crisp romaine some nice garlic croutons that I've done separately already I buy a nice fresh crusty um, loaf of bread cut it down the middle olive oil nice generous amount of crushed fresh garlic on both sides of the inside of that um, and on both halves, I mean, a little bit of salt, put the two halves back together, wrap them in foil, and that goes in the oven for 20 minutes at 400 degrees, comes out, let it cool, cut that up into the croutons. I like to do a whole loaf. I put whatever I don't use in a bag, it goes into the fridge or into the freezer, and it can be used for another time, another Caesar salad. The same for the dressing. I like to make extra so that I've got the dressing already on hand. It'll hold just fine for maybe a week in that in that fridge. Um, so then I'm going to now go ahead and toss the salad by uh, applying a generous amount of the dressing. Caesar is a nice, generously dressed uh, salad. A little bit of crushed pepper, freshly crushed, a little bit of the salt. And just then I'm going to just toss. Oh, and a generous amount of the, of the uh, parm, grated parm. There we go. Oh, yeah. Now, serve it. What I like to do is I um, just rustic, you know, I put a, a nice amount on the plate, a little bit more uh, crushed pepper, just to give it uh, another dose of the crushed, or of the uh, grated parm on top of that. And then if it's an anchovy lover, then I would add a couple fillets of anchovy on top. Uh, to finish it off and that's gonna be the best Caesar salad you've ever had in your life I hope you enjoy it and uh, thank you so much look forward to our next episode take care